original Red Pill Show. Welcome to a brand new episode. What happened to it? I think it's this one. Like batteries to power. Turbines to speed. The purpose of our two previous encounters is now very clear to me. I do not intend to be distracted by another. Good night, Mr. Bond. You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Enjoy them as much as any bloke. But in a spirit of commemoration, whereby those important events of the past, usually associated with someone's death or the end of some awful bloody struggle, are celebrated with a nice holiday. I thought we could mark this November the 5th, a day that is sadly no longer remembered, by taking some time out of our daily lives to sit down and have a little chat. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. We think, just let me I think. I suspect even now, orders are being shouted into telephones and men with guns will soon be on their way. It's chances that... Damn it! Why? Because while the truncheon may be used in lieu of conversation, words will always retain their power. Words offer the means to meaning, and for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country, isn't there? You designed it, sir. You wanted it foolproof. You told me every television in London. Cruelty and injustice, intolerance and oppression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and submitting your submission. We need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others. They will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. <laughs> there is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. Luke, you do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison 
for your mind. We move south to find Navia. The Crixus and the other Gauls chase lost hope. Spartacus! The decision's being made. We must stand as one. Or fall. Divided. A lesson hard learned. Shackle will be struck from every slave upon our path. We will see our numbers grow. And when they have become legion, we will face Glava and the hordes of Rome again. And the gods shall weep for their suffering. Beep, beep. kids welcome to another exciting episode of the original red pill show 
Today is Sunday, June 12th, 2022. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please use it at your own risk. This show, what's up, Mike? This show is copyrighted by me and Freedom Revolution Network. No part of it can be reused, rebroadcasted, or any way, shape, or form. Without our written consent, or you could just ask, finally, the show is opinionated. The host, me, callers, people that can join in the chat room, both on podbean.com and Facebook Live, or if you're on the Podbean app, you can actually request just to come on the show, which is pretty awesome. So anyway, callers, guests, people that join in the chat room are and always will be opinionated under no circumstances whatsoever. Yeah, it's a show, Mike. It's been a while, though. Under no circumstances whatsoever should opinions be taken as advice if you're seeking professional advice. Strongly encourage you to hire a licensed, if required, person in his or her field there, little Tommy. Hey, man. No, that's his name. Broadcasting live from the hotter than shit state of Colorado right now. Absolutely hotter than Satan's dick. Where is Satan, by the way? He hasn't called in a while. Hmm. Anyway, he would feel just right at home here with this weather that uh, that's going on. So, what is happening? Haven't been on for, I don't know, it's got to be two weeks. I was pretty pissed off last episode um, and vented on here i did go to florida i left florida after 18 months florida was a little too much for me so i came back here i've been here about four or five months over four end of january and uh living in loveland colorado and uh i love colorado as long as they don't go gestapo and violate and stop all over your rights to shut everything down and fuck everything up uh, I'm good, but if they do it again, I will pack up my shit and leave again. But I don't think it'll be Florida this time. I don't know. Maybe Idaho, South Dakota, where they still don't infringe on your rights. I don't even want to get into that right now because I got enough to talk about. But it is good to be back in Colorado. I love Colorado. I just want to be able to uh, live my life without being messed with so anyway yeah last episode i uh lost my shit so but whatever loveland what's wrong with loveland i love it here it's gotten a little different it's a little rougher but uh nonetheless i like it i like loveland i don't know if there's any other place i would want to live here Maybe, well, I keep being told to get into Wild County and get out of Laramie County. So I might go to Johnstown. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got another seven months 
before I get the hell out of uh, my lease that um, I don't even want to get into that either. There's all kinds of shit I could be talking about that I don't want to get distracted into. I want to focus on this 120-day topic. But before I do, I want to say hello. We got Rev Collins in the chat room on Podbean. I don't anticipate a lot of people popping in because I have not been on and have not had any set schedule. Although I probably want to say or do like to come on every Sunday night. Let's start with that because there's absolutely nothing to do on Sunday night, at least for me and uh, gets us ready for the the work week and you got to behave on Sunday night. So, uh, Oh, let's just do that. Let's start every Sunday night and see where it goes from there. But uh, welcome in, everybody. I want to, um, you know, I really don't know what I want to do. I was going to go over some stats, but I don't think I want to do that. I am broadcasting on Freedom Revolution Network's Facebook page. And I like this. I put a, I put a couple polls up. One of them is, is inflation affecting your lifestyle? And the other one is, do you th- think we are we will enter hyperinflation? I don't know what the hell happened to them because I just clicked on something. All right, so we got one vote. One vote already is inflation affecting your lifestyle and one oh, one's I don't care. <laughs> okay, you will. And uh, that's the other one. There is no answer on the other one yet. If you don't care, you're going to. Real quick here. All right, so where should I start? I have to relate this personally to me because I can and I will. So today I got, what did I do? I got up, oh, I worked, helped the guy out that was on call. Cause it's hotter than shit here. And, uh, he asked me if I would help him out. So I did. I came home. The dude, Sean, what's up, man? Yes. I live in a car now. Why? What's going on, man? That, you don't know how close I've been to doing that either voluntarily or involuntarily. And I still might, except I don't have a car. Cause I got rid of it because it was costing me. Well, hell, with gas now, it probably would have cost me 1200 bucks a month. And uh, no, thank you. Hmm. All right, man. Zumba Outdoor Classic. What's that? Sun and fun. Is that where you're at? Is that what you're doing? It sounds like fun. And I was bitching a month ago how cold it was, and it actually snowed here less than that. And now it's hotter and shit. And it's like, it's not as hot as Florida, but still. Hot is hot. And um, so anyway, I went to work and uh, came home. Well, I went to Walmart after that and I picked up, it's just me. So I just picked up some stuff and I'm going through the cash register and it's 85 bucks for nothing. Maybe two bags of groceries, not, not even any meat. I don't think there was any meat in there. No. And I'm like, 85 bucks. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I mean, 
that's ridiculous. I can't, I don't know how people are feeding their family right now. I really don't, but whatever. So that didn't really make my day. And not to mention gas is pushing five bucks a gallon out here. And everything is just going through the roof. Every time you turn around, it's costing more and more. And then the report that came out for the inflation rate just for the month of May was 8%. So everything pretty much went up 8%, which means in a year, that's 96%. So essentially in a year, which usually takes 20 years, is going to double. Now, the definition of hyperinflation, from how I understand it, is 50% in a month. So, for all intents and purposes, let's just say it's 10% a month. So, we're pretty much almost a quarter of the way there, 20%, a little bit less if you use 8% problem with inflation is, is that us peasants can't earn wages or ask for raises because it'll bankrupt your company because they'll have to pass that on to the customer because whatever they're doing right now, they're passing those costs on to the customer. But if they pass on the inflation that you're experiencing by giving you a raise, it's going to price them out of the market. So us peasants are always the ones that suffer. But the people that have a lot of assets and are well off are making money because their assets are appreciating through inflation. If you don't own anything, you're fucked like me because I don't have any assets that are that are not appreciating, but rising in price because of inflation, not because of appreciation. So again, us people that don't have a pot to piss in are screwed. It's just going to keep costing us to live. All right. Now I'm going to go back in, in the way back machine here. When all this shit started with me, which was 2008, which I've shared a million times, it was the meltdown. Um, all kinds of things happened to me. But the one thing I noticed is people got bailed out. And it's, this, is, this is a big reason why we're, where we're at. And I'm going to go through all this crap. Because why, why I'm saying this is I have to have a starting point. And I have to share why I think we have 120 days before all the wheels start falling off. Now, this isn't 120 days and it's the end of the world. But I feel that it's my duty as a human and see what I see. And I've been through uh, losing everything. And I was a casualty of the 2008 meltdown, among other things. And I think, just my opinion and a prediction, that 120 days, it's going to be, I, I don't even know, I'm not going to predict exactly what it's going to be, but it's going to be pretty much hell on earth. Probably in temperature too. It's going to be 
pretty bad. And I'll explain that later. So all this financial crap, which I could give two flying fucks about before the meltdown, I really didn't care. I just lived my life. I was running my business, married, just everything was wonderful until the meltdown happened. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, we'll just deal with that too. And this is probably most people's attitudes right now. Oh, you know, it just happened before, which this hasn't, by the way. Uh, it has in other parts of the world in different um, times in history around the planet and civilizations like Rome, Weimar, Germany, Venezuela, and some other ones you want to look them up. We are entering hyperinflation, and that's just my observation, and other people are saying it. Actually, the guy that's trying to sell Twitter uh, I can't remember his name right now, uh, that started Twitter, he said that himself. Look it up. He said not only do, is our country going to go into hyperinflation, the entire planet is. Uh, probably because it's all connected. And again, I really wouldn't care because it's like, I'm, well, whatever, I'm just going to wake up and go to work and get my check and live my life. <laughs> okay. Um about 99% of what's happened, you can do that. This you can't because you're not going to be able to survive or at least not in the lifestyle that you're acclimated or used to. Definitely the wants that, that you have compared to your essentials or Maslow's hierarchy of needs and management 101 you're barely going to be able to keep up with your needs which is a roof over your head food in your stomach or in your freezer or fridge uh alcoholic beverages if you want um and things of that nature gasoline diesel god forbid and like I said, usually I just muddle through it and not even pay attention to it. Uh, but after the 2008 meltdown, I'm like, wait a minute. Something screwy's going on here. <laughs> so I did some homework. And uh, all the buddies uh, in the elites tied into the government and the Federal Reserve got bailed out. And us peasants did not. That was the beginning of the end for me. And I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't, this isn't fair. If this is true capitalism, then the government should give everybody a check, let them cash it. Don't bail out the corporations, take that money and spend it and spend it where you want and then let capitalism dictate by demand and what customers want. And they'll pick the best companies to buy from and those will survive. And the ones that don't, don't, I mean, that's not really true capitalism. Actually true capitalism without enforced regulation is going to be, um, 
it's going to be a monopoly. You can't stop it. It'll, it'll be too big. So true capitalism is bound to fail. But if you regulate it and watch these big monsters because of their purchasing power and they get so big, nobody can compete with them. You're going to have to do something about that. Antitrust laws and monopoly laws enforced. But that really wasn't, it might've been a hybrid of fascism with, but not really, because you're not really helping the corporations or, but be more of a socialism slash capitalism answer to the 2008 meltdown, in my opinion. Uh, and I think that would have been a lot better than the fascist fascism way they did it and just gave it to all their buddies that they wanted to survive and let the other ones fail. But uh, they didn't do that. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I did some homework on it. And that exposed, and I got into this last time, and I'm not now because I played a little cartoon on YouTube about it. Uh, the Federal Reserve and that wonderful organization. And uh, how money works, our money system, our banking system. And the subject of gold and silver and inflation and what causes it and bubbles and not the kind you buy at the store for your kids and the little bottle with the blow thing and where bubbles are created and everything else, which back in 2008, seven, eight was the housing industry and that bubble popped. And, uh, I learned a hard lesson on that. I paid 300 grand for a house and within two years it went down to $99,000. So I was stuck. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And then the bank, I'd call them and they go, I need help. And they go, get three months behind. I swear to God, get three months behind on your mortgage and then we'll help you. I go, yeah, but that's going to ruin my credit. And it's like, well, that's what we need to do to help you. So I said, okay. So then 90 days went by and I got all these letters and foreclosure notices and this and that. And after 90 days, I called them and I said, okay, I, uh, I did what you said. I need help. And then they said, uh, we can't help you. So here we go. And I'm like, what is going on? So essentially I learned that when we were taken off the gold standard, the government can pretty much print whatever they want if they can sell treasury bonds and notes to whoever wants to buy them, which I was amazed to find out that anybody can buy them. It would have made a lot more sense if just United States citizens or even companies could buy them. But no, anybody that wants to buy them can buy them. It's like, that's kind of interesting. Although I don't agree with that. So the dollar was free to float against all currencies after Nixon severed the gold standard, which our dollars were backed by gold because we couldn't pay our bills from the Vietnam War. So he severed that and it's been going downhill ever since. Now there's some other things that happened before that, but that's what really, really started this whole horseshit of just printing money whenever they want, because they can. I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting.
I wish I could do that, but, and if I did do that, I would be thrown in prison for the rest of my life for counterfeit, counterfeiting. And I would never do that, but I'm just saying, it's gotta be really nice just to print your own money. So once that happens and you have the printing press, uh, abuse comes in and, uh, accountability's gotten thrown out of the window and, uh, they just print and they print and they print and they print and they spend and they spend. And I'm saying they, this isn't political division here. We got enough of that going on. They, they, all of them, they, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Our dollar is not worth the paper that it's printed on and they're really not even printed anymore. It's all digital couple keystrokes in a computer and bam. So, so anyway, and then I ran into, um, financial gurus like Peter Schiff, Jim Rogers. I think it's Jim Rickards, Max Kaiser, all these people that, uh, Mark Faber, all these people that were on the internet, Mike Maloney and stumbled into, um, the only, this is not me, this is what I found out. The only safe haven that us peasants have is buying silver or gold, physical silver and gold. I'm like, okay. So I started accumulating that. And uh, it was pretty much my only self-defense, financial self-defense against this monster printing machine. Uh, which shortly thereafter, around 2010 or 11, gold and silver hit its all-time high, which it's right now, at least gold, silver's lagging behind. And gold has surpassed that, I think. I think it's about 2000 bucks an ounce. I don't know. So I had quite a bit accumulated. And then Bitcoin, Bitcoin was already, well, Bitcoin was a, um, was created because of the meltdown and around 2015 I was it was getting my attention and uh, I it was really difficult and it still can be to buy Bitcoin I'm not going to talk about any other cryptocurrencies or altcoins I'm going to talk about Bitcoin for now and uh I thought I bought a coin for 500 bucks. That's how much it was. 500 bucks. Some change. I don't know. In some change, 500 something bucks in 2015. But the transaction for some reason didn't uh, post or go through. Um, but I was preparing for what's here today. Now, you can believe that or not. I could really give two flying fucks. Because that's the truth. I will also say, as far as preparing for food and so-called prepping, uh, the 2012 Mayan predictions did influence me. Uh, not to mention Planet X and Nibiru and all that other crap. And I'm like, hmm, okay, but what, what harm is it going to do to be prepared. I look at being prepared for what could possibly happen. You know what that's called? It's called insurance. 
There isn't one bank or one state that I know of that will let you drive your vehicle on public roads without insurance. Why? Because you may get in an accident and it's going to cost you a lot of money that you don't have. And that's where the insurance comes in. So you're prepared and protected. Cause I can't tell you, it really, it really wasn't said to my face. It was said behind my back and then compared me to other people. Oh, well, my mom's ex-husband uh, uh, was like that, and he's crazy. Really? Now, I, I will admit that when you're first going through this stuff, especially the anger stage, because first it's like denial. It's like, no way. Uh-uh. Not happening. There's no way this shit's happening. And then you start to accept some things, and then you get pissed. You're like, oh, those motherfuckers. And this and like, you know, so then you get mad. So then I'm sure I've said some things I didn't mean, or I said some things I shouldn't have said. And that's not going to ever end. I'm not perfect, but I'm working on it. And then you get, after that, you get to the compliance and acceptance stage and just accept it. And then it's up to you to decide whether you want to continue going down multiple rabbit holes. I also have to share back in 2008, nine, I got on the internet for um, information. Now that would be called misinformation or violating community standards and all the other crap uh, and stumbled on Alex Jones and stumbled on freedom, freedomizer radio with proof negative. I got to bring this up quick. So I would say, uh, well, anyway, I was a listener, kind of like you guys here. I know some of you guys got your own shows in the Podbean thing, and I think that's fucking awesome. Keep it up. Uh, but I was in the chat room on Freedom Mars Radio, and uh, Proof asked me if I wanted my own show because of all the smart-ass shit I was saying uh, in, in the points I was making in the chat room. And I'm like, sure, yeah, I think that'd be great. And I did that for a while and I did podcasting and I, I've been jumping around Freedom Revolution Network and Podbean, Spotify, and Spreaker, whatever, here now, Facebook. But here's what I want to say about Freedomizer Radio. So Proof Negative had a guy called Lindsay, God damn it, and I remembered his name. I can't, Lindsay, Lindsay somebody. I know that really helps you. He's a pastor. Let me see if I can find his name. Because I want you to do your own homework. Lindsay. I want to say Graham, that's not right. Because it's Lindsay. Um, a reverend. High spell reverend. A reverend. Name. Lindsay. Oh, man. His, his name popped in my head. Lindsay Williams? I think that's it. Lindsay Williams. Let me see. I'm pretty sure that's it. Lindsay. I don't want to misinform. God forbid. Because there's no inflation. I don't want to misinform you. Lindsay Williams. I'm sure that's what it is. Uh, anyway. 
I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm not going to waste my time looking for that. Um, he came on to print uh, Proof Negatives show about once a month, something like that. And I remember specifically there was one one episode, and he always would bring it up anyway, but one episode he was really elaborating on. And he allegedly knew someone in the elites, the oligarchs, whatever, and, and kept his anonymity. Uh, but this gentleman was dying of cancer, so he was kind of like going through guilt trips and all that kind of crap and uh, was telling Lindsay, um, this is what he said. He said a lot of stuff, but he said this, and this caught my attention, is that the price of food is going to be so high that nobody can afford it. But he did say there'll be plenty on the shelves, which really doesn't fit right now because of the supply chain. But think about it. If you can't afford it, it's going to sit. So, but in any case, this guy said this. This had to be at least 10 years ago that this guy said things are going to get so expensive, you won't be able to buy them. And that is starting right now. Actually, it's been going on. I don't know. I guess that's your decision. I would say it's been going on since gas started creeping up. So I will say uh, at least six months, quite possibly a year. But the inflation that's going through the entire system, definitely the past five, six months. And um, that caught my attention. So I did more homework. And I always had in the back of my head... It's like, oh, well, this is uh, back when I started my business in 1998. It was called downsizing and Wall Street was firing everybody. Uh, but what they really didn't tell you is they were taking your job and shipping it overseas. And that was the beginning of all that crap. And I'm like, well, how's that going to work? I mean, how could it be possibly how could it possibly be cheaper to pay people in another country and ship shit Um across the Pacific Ocean. I don't know. I didn't get it. Um, but I guess you could. Uh, but now you can't. Because, just put it this way, if we piss off China, they got us by the balls. And I'm going to make a comment about that when they invade Taiwan, which I heard today on YouTube. Very interesting. And the smartest people on the planet knew what they were doing. Oh, don't worry about it. You can just find another job and we're going to have people in China make your shit and uh, it's going to be great. Yeah, okay. It makes a lot of fucking sense because now we can't get anything for whatever reasons they may be because nothing's produced here anymore. Y you talk about fucking yourself. There's a perfect example right there. So all this stuff started happening. And like I said, I would have gotten into Bitcoin. Put it this way. I prepared myself from 2008 to 2015, 16 when I got, then I got divorced. So everything that I had 
except my uh, storable food, which I still have. I actually just had some tonight because I'm going to, I haven't touched it for the most part since I bought it after the meltdown. So the shit's what? Oh my God, that's 13, 14 years old. I don't know if it's that old, but anyway, I, it's got a 20 year shelf life on it. And, uh, I just had some tonight and, uh, it was fine. I mean, I had a chicken breast and some, um, tomato sauce and, uh, it was pasta, you know, it was fine, but I bought this shit at least 10 years ago. So I'm going to start doing like a hybrid thing and I'm going to start eating my emergency food. And, uh, then I'm going to buy food to lower my costs going into the store. Uh, but eventually I think it's going to happen where I'm just going to, I'm going to have to eat this, um, emergency, uh, backup food, which I bought just for that reason. But when I was doing it, people thought I was nuts. I just had a conversation with my dad and it was a very good one. And my dad and I don't get along. It's just, it's like one conversation out of a hundred is a good conversation. Well, the other day, this was that one out of a hundred and we got talking about inflation and the price of eggs and this and that. And he's on a fixed income because he's retired and him and my mom are retired. And we talked for a good 20 minutes to a half an hour about this stuff. And I said, Hey, cause I couldn't care. I couldn't take all the storable food that I bought. I gave half of it away. I brought as much as I could with me after moving six times from my fucking divorce. And I'm not hauling food across the country every time I move or wherever I'm going, uh, but I'm not going to starve to death either. So I left some of it at my parents' house and they thought I was nuts. Of course, they didn't say anything to my face again, but I don't really care because it got back to me that they did. I'm like, I, you know what? I don't really give a shit. So I, I said to my dad, I said, Hey, cause he was bitching about how eggs went from 50 cents, a 50 cents for 12 to two fifty for 12 now or three bucks or some shit. And he just wouldn't buy them. I'm like, okay. I go, well, you know what? I go that for that storable food I got there. You know, you and mom might have to dip into that and you're more than welcome to. And I go, I know you guys thought I was fucking nuts when I was buying it, but things don't seem so crazy anymore. Do they? And he goes, no, not really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I have been seeing this train coming for ever since 2008, because all the pieces fell together. All right. And I don't, I don't want this to be about me and I'm right. Or I'm right. You know, Alex Jones has something going on right now. Alex Jones was right. And I think he said a few times he wish he wasn't, but you know, he's kind of using it as a mark, a marketing ploy, but I don't want to be right. This isn't about being right. And, oh, see, I told you so, you know, you're dead and I'm not cause you starved to death. Really? You're, you're a fucking asshole for thinking that way. That's not how I'm thinking. I am trying to tell people that we're getting screwed and you don't even see it because you can't unless you've gone through it or you've done enough homework 
to understand what's going on in the background. This is all latent. It's all, it's hidden, but it's right in front of your face. And you the best place to hide something is put it right in front of somebody. But I have no doubt the gold and silver I would have accumulated and Bitcoins right now, if I didn't get divorced and my family wasn't destroyed and I wasn't destroyed, I'd be sitting really pretty right now. And I'd be more than happy to share all that if I had to. But I'm not in that position. I got some food and I'm not going to let people starve to death. Um, but yeah, I, I saw this stuff coming and coming and nobody saw it. Nobody would listen. So a few friends did one in particular and he loaded up on silver and I'm sure he's doing fine right now. I mean, he's ready. Um, and I think he was prepping buying storable food. So some people listen, but not hardly anybody. And people still aren't, they don't get it. And that's why, that's why I am not trying to wake people up anymore. That's why this episode's called 120 days, because I think from to not exactly today, yesterday, last week, whatever, I think we got 120 days or thereabouts before we're screwing the pooch here. And I'm just trying to tell you, listen, if you were my buddy or friend or girl or partner or whatever you want to call it, and we're standing in the street and we're looking at each other and I see a truck coming up and it's going to hit the both of us. So I get out of the way, but I don't say shit to you. And I let you get run over by the truck. I'm a fucking asshole. But if I see a truck coming, I'm going to go, Hey, you know, Hey, sweetheart, or Hey dude, you know, let's get out of the street because there's a truck coming. You're going to get fucking killed. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Did you have to see the truck? No, no. Because you're trusting me and telling you you're going to get hit by a truck. Okay. 120 days. There's a good possibility we're all going to get hit by a truck. And pretty much here's why. I mean, 8% a month in inflation, which is by the consumer price index, which they strip a lot of shit out. I have heard by professional people that it's double that. The government's being very conservative about that number. So it's worse than it is. I know for a fact shit has doubled, if not tripled already or quadrupled. I'm sure you have too. I mean, gas is gas has doubled at least. Eggs have tripled, quadrupled. So there's things out there that have gone up, and they're not stopping. And the reason why, without getting into detail, is because of bailouts and just spending like a drunken sailor and printing money. And on top of that, with the COVID supply chain problem, now you have supply issues with a very high demand, which causes prices to go up. And on top of that inflation, which makes prices go up because your purchasing power is diminished. Not good, not good. And inflation is going up so fast that it's getting into, which could be predicted as hyperinflation. 
And once that hits, God help us all. And everybody's saying, oh, well, the Fred's raising rates. Well, according to Peter Schiff, the government's going to have to raise the interest rate to at least the inflation rate, which, like I said, they said it was 8%, which is higher than that. But the rate, I think, now is, I don't even know what the hell it is. It's, maybe it's 2 or 3%. In order to be effective against inflation, the Fed's going to have to raise the rate to matching inflation or slightly above. And they can't do that because they'll crush everything. The stock market will tank. The housing industry will literally stop. People can't afford to buy houses with higher interest rates in the mortgage. So it's just going to put it's going to put the brakes on the economy, which is not good. And not to mention that, like I said, gas is going through the roof. I'm sure it's going to be 10 bucks a gallon. That's just my prediction. That's going to hurt. And the Fed can't go backwards and lower rates again and print money because that's what's gotten us into this predicament. So we're all in big trouble. Now, why I'm saying 90 days, I'll let you in a minute, Dwayne. Now, why I'm saying 90 days is this. Because, and I've done this already. And not because I was in a cash flow crunch. It's because my fucking bank had a daily limit, which pissed me off because I went to Dairy Queen to buy a, a peanut buster parfait for five bucks. And my card was declined. I'm like, what? And I, sh I showed the kid behind the counter. I go, look, I got 700 bucks in there. I just got paid. But I paid a lot of bills and I paid my rent, which was 1,880 bucks. So then I went to the bank and I go, what the hell's going on? Oh, well, you exceeded your spending limit for the day. Excuse me? What the fuck are you talking about? Well, it's a $3,000 daily spending limit. I go, I didn't spend three grand. What are you talking about? So I literally told them, I go, you're a bank, do your job, pay my fucking bills, or I'm going to find a bank that will, which will probably be a credit union. But here's the point. So then I had to throw a $5 peanut butter parfait thing, whatever the fuck it is, on a credit card. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. I've heard people, I don't have a vehicle anymore. I've heard people are spending over 200 bucks a month for one car, or I'm sorry, scratch that, $200 a week in fuel in one vehicle. That's $800 a month. How are you doing that just in gas? God forbid you got a diesel truck. How are you doing that? Not to mention everything else you got to pay. And every time you go to the store, prices of everything's going up. It's fucking ridiculous. According to the government, 8% a month. So just say 10%. Next time you go to the store, all your groceries to feed you and your family, if you have one, is going to cost you 10% more. And then the next month, and it's going to be, it's cumulative. So it's going to be 10% more on top of the 10. It's not going to be 20 so let's say it's a hundred bucks. 
Then the next month it's 110. Well, then it's going to be 10% on 110. So it's not 20, it's, it's cumulative. It, it's like, and it's going to go exponential. That's why we're fucked. So if you can't afford to put gas in your truck to live and go to the, your job or take the kids to school or whatever, you're going to throw it on your credit card. Well, okay, well, that'll help. Okay, until you max out your credit cards and you're making interest-only payments, and then you run up all your credit cards, you can't pay your bills because everything's so fucking expensive, then you're 30 days late, then you're 60 days late, then you're 90 days late. So that's why I'm saying it's going to take 120. 120 days, if we stay on this trajectory, we are fucked, okay? I want to be wrong, please. I want to be wrong. I would say in the vicinity of give or take a few days, weeks, whatever, maybe even another month. But I think in 120 days, we're going to screw the pooch. So what are you going to do about it? I sold my truck. I cannot justify... A $400 truck payment, $100 insurance, and now for what I'm hearing, $200 a week to fill it up, that's $800. So what is that? That's $1,300 a month just to drive. Are you kidding me? Then you go to the get, or you go to Walmart, and shit's $10 every month. It goes up 10%. You tell me how you can afford that because I would love to know. And I already talked to the vice president of the company who's great. Hey, Scarlett, what's up? We got Scarlett and Dwayne in here. Oh, my God. Now, I've heard companies giving COLA raises, cost of living increase, um, which is awesome. I ran into a business owner a couple of weeks ago, and they passed out 7% raises. I'm like, holy fuck, are you hiring? And I already talked to uh, one of the owners of um, my company, and it's nothing against them because I've been in that. I've been in that position. Us peasants and wage earners or ants or whatever you want to call us can't ask for a raise and pass inflation on to our employer because we'll put them out of business. But businesses can pass inflation on to other businesses or businesses can pass inflation on to customers. But when you're a customer, peasant, wage earner, you can't pass your inflation upward or to anybody for that matter. So you're screwed. And that's where we're headed. So in my opinion, and there was a guy here uh, on YouTube and I still have it cause I paused it. And he was some financial dude. No, he's a reporter. And he was, and he was, uh, all right, I'll let you in, Scarlett. Hang on a minute. He was interviewing people, their financial gurus. And he said this at the end of the video, China is going to invade Taiwan. And if we stop them, hyperinflation will start that date because we're intervening with China's will and what they want to do, which is conquer the world. And we're trying to stop them. So they're going to fuck us or we don't do anything. And then China won't fuck with us, but then China's going to rule the roost. So either way, we're screwed. 
I thought that was interesting. What's up? Hello? I thought I'd let you in. Scarlett, try to get in again. I, Hold on. There you are. You're in. Am I, am I there now? You're here. Perfect. Yeah. yeah it, things are getting intense. Are they? Right now. Yes, everywhere. Okay, good. Well, okay, so the last week for geopolitics has been the most shit I've seen all strung in one in the last like 20 years. And it's very important. Um, especially talking about China. Now, mind you, last week we sold a Stinger missile system to Taiwan for, I believe, $95 billion. China has now said we are not below starting a war. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. They said that today. Number oh. two thing. We've got this new coalition that is going off of Abrahamic religion, right? And it's mm. us, Israel, Bahrain, the United Arab Emirates, um, like two other countries. I think they're African-based countries that are going to go against Iran. Under an Abrahamic covenant. Okay. Which is like us Christians and Muslims. I was going to say. We're all Abrahamic religions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. So we're going to have this thing against Iran. Okay. Okay. Uh, which, no, no, we don't want to play ball with Iran right now because Iran plays ball with Russia. That's why that's important. Iran and Russia are friends, they are in cahoots. Remember, they are a part of the BRICS countries, and so is China. Everybody forgets about the said. BRICS agreement. The, after China invades Taiwan, it's going to be the world's going to be ran by the BRICS. Yeah, you damn right it is. It's and they already it. have the upper hand. And with the way things are posturing, you know, interestingly enough, this morning at church, our pastor had brought up, you know, how how Israel is like this, you know, little stick, and how in the end times they become um, too confident and then become destroyed. Dwayne, we have now aligned ourselves with Israel. So what does that mean for us? That means we're fucked. It does. It absolutely does. Um, so with that being said, it's not a surprise to see these things like famine and pestilence come. Okay, because let's say you are a Christian, right? If you're mm -hmm. a Christian, you need to start thinking about maybe these things are happening because people refuse to repent. And I hate to be that guy. Uh, but if you start looking into Revelation and a few of those passages, it starts talking about, I will gnash my teeth at those who aren't listening. You see, um, this could be why we're seeing all this extreme weather. This could be why we're seeing all this geopolitical attention, uh, literally. Because uh -huh. we have just fallen away from spirituality, period. You know, it's funny yeah, you say that because so I didn't, I didn't hear this. I got, all right, Dwayne, I, I'm letting him into. So I was all watching right. YouTube today because I get my, I don't know, my spurts of watching yep. YouTube. But I go on there, not for the politics and the drama, for education. And I, oh, didn't, yeah. know, I didn't know that Lake Mead is like fucking almost dry. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, and, it's so terrible. I mean, it's like poof dust down, poof. Yeah, exactly. And this guy that's doing has his own channel and reporting on this stuff. He's an ex-vet and with his kid, he's he's Mexican or something. I don't you know, I don't give a fuck if he's a Martian. I'm just saying that's who he is. 
if you want to look them up. It's descriptive. I don't get pissed yeah, about that right. because I feel yeah. like that gives you a mental picture in your mind of who right. the guy is. Right. If you have your own biases, that makes you a racist or asshole. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's descriptive. Damn fucking straight. Damn straight. So this guy, this guy said, because he was in the military and he did some humanitarian things that b- brought bags of rice to people that were starving to death in other countries. And uh, he said those people were so grateful and they, they came together as a community and looked out for each other. And he goes, Americans aren't like that. If their kid's starving or they need water, they're going to come get it if they know you have it and take it from you. <laughs> And yeah, said, we can't right. do that. And you no, know, here's what? the thing. My my mom what? said something. My mom said something the other day on the way back from a, an event I was going to. Right. She was going. She went like, it would actually be nice if the if America went back to the way it was. Right after, like an hour or two after nine eleven happened. Hell yeah! No, the right. first six, the first year after nine eleven, everybody was in lockstep. Everybody was checking in on everybody. Yeah. I've been saying we have to go back to the village. We have to do Uvalde shooting. The problem with Uvalde, why this boy got to this point, is because places aren't communities anymore. People don't nope. check in. People don't even know their neighbors. After nope. the next nope. the next week when the Tulsa uh, situation happened, even the mayor of Tulsa, and I, or he's actually the mayor of a smaller town. It's not Tulsa, but it's out that way, right? And he's a black gentleman. And he came out and he was like, you know, people don't know their neighbors anymore. People don't know each other. Nope. And nope. one of the things that's going no, to be important. They don't. Hold on, Dwayne, don't cut me off. One of the important things coming into this time is going to be the ability to lean on one another. The ability, like like you're saying, Tim, about that gentleman who said, you know, Americans will just take it from you. We have to make sure in our own communities that we try to prevent that from happening. Now, in a community like Tim's or even Dwayne's, that might not be as possible. In In a community like mine with smaller amounts of people, honestly... I think most of us will be all right because most of us help each other out right now as it is, to be honest. Um, but, so it's a different mindset, but we're going to have to find these people. This is why this has been one of my things on the network since we started. We have to find our tribe, these people around us who are going to be willing to help us and work with us and build us up while everything else is falling down. Yep. All right, Dwayne, jump in. I mean, Scarlett does not make a bad point because she's true. And and here's the thing, Scarlett, and and I'm going to say this, and I'm not contradicting you whatsoever, but I believe we're already at that fucking point. Oh, I do too. We we are. Yeah, no, to be fair, you're right. And I believe, and the reason why I'm saying is we're at that fucking point is because of the fact of the matter is that no one fucking talks to nobody. At all. Whatsoever. The only time I even know what's going on with you and Tim is if I pick up the fucking phone. If one of us pick up the phone. Right. True. People are too selfish now. Fucking People are too selfish nowadays going like, well, I'm just going to worry about myself and all this shit's going on over here. No, motherfucker. What happened to being in this shit together? Yeah, you're right. That's true. It, it has turned into every man for himself. And you know what taught us that? The riots. The riots taught us that when shit gets hard, every man will be for themselves. 
Now, there were great shows of community effort, especially like all the medics who came out, the doctors and people who were on the sidelines, the supportive people who had all the water and shit. You know, okay, that showed greatness. But at the same time, that's going to be our biggest hiccup. I really do. Because right now, people do not care about one another. They do not trust other people. So how are you going to try to create if something, if things keep getting worse, which right now we're sitting at the precipice of things that we've never seen, you know, especially because now, um, if people don't know, millennials actually outnumber baby boomers now. Whoa. Okay. Bullshit. Because I'm a millennial. There's no fucking way. Oh, remember millennials. I'm that's my age. Our age group now is the largest age group in block. None of us remember the shit that happened that our parents went through, especially like in the 70s and shit. Like, and you know, Tim, you might not have noticed it as much because you were probably growing up during that time. But I bet if you talk to your parents, there was a struggle then in the 70s during the, the oil crisis, Iran-Contra, all that shit. Oh, yeah, and there I was. Believe- I talked to my dad. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. believe we're going back to that time mixed with, like, Great Depression. Exactly. You know what, Scarlett? Thank God you just said it because I decided to crack open a history book when I was at Founders Day because I was out of college, right? Right, right, right. And their their library was open, so in between AA well, meetings, I decided I that when you can get into a college library, always take advantage of that. I decided to go crack open a college history book. Nice. Now, mind you, college history books have more than what a high school history book does. Absolutely. And in during, we're seeing the same the the same thing that started in the Great Depression. And, and I was reading through this. Gas started going up. Food started going up. Stock market started crashing. Um, and now, Tim, because I know because I know that me and you are both into this, is Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is crashing. And, and I and I get into Bitcoin That's through my Cash App. Depression is when because, they the gold standard and all that shit and started really fucking with our economies and really started putting us on that fiat. Exactly, and that's where I that's where I was going with that. And you know, and watching all this cycle downhill as someone who wasn't even alive back when that happened. Right. You know, because the Great Depression was right after World War II. Through the Depression, and there's certain foods he will not eat to this day because they had to. They were played out during the Depression. Okay, there are certain foods he refuses to eat to this day, and he is like 88 years old, and he's like, nah. He was born in 1933, and he is like, no. And honestly, that growing up in the Depression scarred him for life. He still doesn't like talking about his childhood because of how hard it was. How hard- exactly, and I don't think people of my age. I'm not saying anything about you or Scarlett. Tim. I'm I'm going. I, no. I guess where I'm kind of going with mean, this is people you're that are in. Are, are you a millennial or are you Gen Z? I was 98 and 98 baby merch. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Are you Gen Z or are you millennial? Good question. I think I'm a Gen Z. I think we looked that up. But anyways, like where I was going, I, I don't think my generation's going to survive. 
No. Hell no. Of my generation. I mean, there's a few of y'all, though. There's a few of y'all. There's a few of y'all. I'll give you some credit where credit's due. There is a few of of young folks who actually do get it. So there is. Now, like, and this is the great thing about I am dating a millennial. Right? My, My girlfriend was born in 93. I'm dating a millennial. She's seen shit. She's been through shit. And she knows how scarce shit was because she lived in a military family. Right. And I mean, the early 90s wasn't necessarily the greatest, but at the same time, people did struggle then too, but things were cheaper. Because you got to remember, in the early 90s, we were coming out of the 80s depression, the, the little mini depression of yeah. the 80s. And, 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 and you know, and, and it's so like that, that did affect us, and I'm sure it affected our families, whether we realized it or not. There's a lot of things that when you're a kid, right. or until you start paying attention to those things as an adult, it never comes, it, it never faces you like, oh, that was a thing, exactly. And I want to talk about something that Tim's I was listening to Tim before I got on, I was listening on your Facebook. Is one thing I heard you talking about the gas prices, right? Yeah. So the gas prices of here have been steady in the 425 range. That was about five days ago. Mm-hmm. For the first time, Friday night on my way back to my hotel room, 507 a gallon. Holy shit. Going up to Sandusky, Toledo, Cleveland, you're seeing 535, 540 a gallon. To fill up my sister's Jeep Renegade twice a week, Tim is costing me, her, and my mom all together about two seventy five. See, that's ridiculous. That's and 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 you know what? Because I've been talking to people about all over the country this whole weekend, and I'm not even going to get into it. But I've got to meet people from different walks of life and everything this weekend. If y'all know about Alcoholics Anonymous, and y'all know about Founders Day, I'm not going to say any (laughs) more. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, we were all sitting so outside. We were all sit outside of the big of this of the big meeting yesterday, and we were talking about some of this. And I see motherfuckers riding electric scooters all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. I went like, because Lyft now has check this out. Lyft now has electric scooters. Dude, there's a bunch of companies that have electric scooters. They took a and, lot of them. And they're fun in Minneapolis, but. For a long time, they had a bunch of companies that had electric scooters, like Lime right. was one of the companies, and like you could just rent them. And they are a good idea for like urban environments. Like, there's no reason why you can't just use a little scooter. Like, but that's if you want to live that urban, concrete well, like, so, so, like, here's my thing where I was going with this, right, G? So check this. Can y'all still hear me? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. I, my phone screen went black, so I don't know if it disconnected me. Oh, right. But, yeah, so no, anyways. it's so It goes off. Um, so, I figured that out. We're sitting here, and I'm talking about 20, 30 people, and we're sitting here, and we're just going through what the hell the earth has done. I'm playing a, I didn't play all of Tim's videos, but I played a couple of Tim's videos. I played a couple of our videos back from back in the day predicting all of this shit. It sucks to be on the right side of what the hell's going on. I'll tell you what. Yeah. And, ex- and exactly. And everybody, the one common denominator of the question that I kept getting asked over and over and over and over and over again is what the fuck is going on? 
How do you know this? That's yeah. where people don't pay attention. And it's scary because like, okay, for instance, I've been doing, Tim's been doing this longer than me, but I've been doing this a long time now. And what scares me, I think the most is that we saw it a long time ago and many people saw this a long time ago and they were called heretical. They were told they didn't know what was going on, but really it goes back to prophecy and people have to remember that they think prophecy is something negative, but let me tell you what, guess what? Prophecy is actually mentioned in the Bible and it is actually. You want to know how many times exactly it's mentioned in the Bible? I don't know how many times, but let me tell you what. I know. Oh, tell us. It's it's mentioned from all the way. So in every, if you look in every chapter of the Bible, the word prophecy is mentioned. Okay. Especially going into the New Testament. Right. Because you also hear prophets. Correct. You also don't, you don't just hear of the prophecy. You hear of like the prophet Isaiah or. Right. But here's the thing. Most people only think about prophecy in that context. So let me explain something. I think people need to understand why we don't mean to boast when we do this. I do believe that this is a calling from the Lord. So 1 Corinthians 14, right? In the Bible, it specifically talks about pursue love, pursue spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Okay, that is literally the words first sentence in first Corinthians 14. Okay. You said what? You said one and what, G? One and what? First Corinthians 14. What? For first Corinthians chapter 14? Yes, sir. You're giving me okay. an excuse to pull my Bible out. I am giving an excuse to pull my Bible out. And I hate to go biblical, but I think this is so important because it's actually there. Most people only think like the prophets of biblical age. They do not think of modern day prophecy, right? Um, and, and it goes on to talk about, but for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. So for no one understands him. Mm. But he who prophesies mm. and exhortation and comfort to men. It's because they're uncomfortable. If you actually hear the prophecies and believe in the word, you should have comfort. Because see, but things of which are coming. Now, I'm not getting to my point yet, Dwayne. The point is, is that also goes on later on in that verse 13. Let let therefore let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if Ooh. I pray, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Okay? And so it talks about literally being a prophet and helping those who are the teachers, helping those who are uninformed or unbelievers. They may say out that you are out of your mind. Okay? Oh, yeah. I've heard that a thousand times. Go ahead. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what they're talking about. But they say, let these people, let somebody be there to interpret. Okay. So 
we need we need people like us who go through these things and try to sort them out for you and help you understand. We, it sucks to be on this. Right. It really does. I don't like oh, it yeah. at all. No. The things I know, oh, yeah. I I, no. I guess ignorance is bliss. True. Correct. Well, no. and, and and then here's and then here's the thing about that. G is too is like. You know, yes, we may come out with these things. Yes, we may say these things. And like you said, it sucks being on the right side of everything, right? Yep. It sucks being on that one fucking freaking side, my bad language. It sucks being on that right side. But at the same time, I just opened up my Bible to what you were saying. And it says, if you go down to 13... Yeah, the whole ver- the whole verse of fourteen talks about this like idea of yeah. Go go to thirteen. Go to verse thirteen. It says for for this reason, anyone who speaks in a tongue should pray that a man interprets what for what he says. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. If you are praising God with your spirit, how can one who finds himself among those who do not understand say amen to your thanksgiving since he does not know what you're saying? You may be giving thanks well enough, but the other man did not identify. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you, but in the church, I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. Correct. Right. Correct. That is the point. So prophecy is expected. And so people need to understand that. It's not some mystical shit that came from 2,000 years ago that nobody's allowed to do anymore, period. That's why the Bible warns you of false prophets. Now, whether you want to believe in the Bible as a spiritual doctrine or not, it is still a historical text that should be paid attention, much like the works of Plato or, you know, these types of works that we use in philosophy, right? If nothing else, it should be used as a philosophical tool if you are not a believer in Christ. But the but, point but here's is, the thing. is that we need our teachers who are talking about these things because we are going to get into an era of time where people are already asking us what the hell is going on when things go bad, right? Right, right. We, we have all experienced that, doing what we do, right? But this is only going to get worse, and and people are going to start becoming afraid because they do not know of which is coming. Right. Okay, but if they want to know what is coming, G. I get that, but see, until things actually start happening to certain people, they're not going to be made aware, right? Because they are in the dark. They are unilluminated, right? And so until they become illuminated, they're not going to have any interest. And as things keep getting worse, more and more people are going to be like, why is this so terrible? Why is everything so bad? They're going to keep asking this question every day. Right. Right. Some people may agree with that. Some people may not. But the point is more people are going to start asking and that's going to turn them to start thinking, what is this really? And that's going to be a time for many souls because people aren't necessarily going to choose the same paths. Right. And so we can only We can only hope when that happens that we get people who are aware and who understand. Well, but, but he, go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. I was going to say we're coming into a spiritual war. This all's going to end up in the final war, G- which is a spiritual war. 
Do you know what? Hold on, because I'm since we kind of went biblical on this. Holy war, whatever you want to call it. It's going to happen. It it says, if you go to chapter 6, verses 12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's not, it's not just against flesh and blood. It's nope. not just against government against government, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, which is what exactly what the book of Revelation states. No, it's more... Come, it more comes down to the spiritual side. Are you going to let your spiritual man show, or are you going to sit in a corner and cry and not know what to do? Yep. Because I'm sorry, I would rather let my spiritual man show than sit in a freaking corner and go like, I'm done, give up, call Tim or, or Scarlet and throw the white flag in and say, I'm done. Well, let, let because, me ask... Go ahead. Because you, you know how many times I've... You know how many times I've called you and I've done that? Yeah. Yep, quite a bit. All right, so I got to go back a little bit. And this is like the speaking in tongues and saying things and saying the word of God or to God. And people don't understand what you're saying. Even though I think we all, I don't know if that's a, a parable or if that's actually truth in speaking in tongues. But we all talk English and we've said a lot of things and people don't understand what the fuck we're saying. So with that said, Dwayne, when you were sharing things with people and sharing my videos again, and they say to you, how do you know this stuff? What, what, what was your answer to that? Because I, I get all of my, my things from vibration and from trending. And I can, once you figure these fuckers out, Right, Scarlett? Once you like get into their head and you see what they're doing based on their actions and behavior, you actually can predict what they're going to do. Oh, yeah. You know who brought it up? You know who brought it up the best? Gerald Salente. Gerald yes. Okay, so when Gerald Salente talks about what he does, he says he's a trend forecaster. Right, mm-hmm. because once you start understanding, and you have to understand many different facets of the world and many different uh, mechanisms, right? Which not everybody's able to do. Okay, that's just truth. No, they're not. But you have to be able to have so much mental capacity for so many different topics that it's actually really insane when you think about it. Because when I start talking about things, people who aren't necessarily to my level of awake are like holy shit how do you know all this like because it but it's a layering it is once you realize the trends and you stay on top of the trends you can then forecast their next move they are very um not necessarily transparent but they are very stuck in their ways in the way that they normally function and so once you realize what that cycle is which is usually get everybody riled up, get everybody mad at each other, put businesses and corporations and sectors against each other, um, then rinse and repeat, right? That's what we've seen now for, I can't tell you how many years, where we need public outrage, we need uh, corruption in businesses, we need that perfect mix of things to keep the perpetual storm going. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've got. Right. 
And that's what we have done, but... It's not like rocket science. It's not like we're over here being magized or like, you know, Lord of the Rings and shit. Like, it's not. But, you know, I want to go back and answer Tim's question for a minute. Well, that's what I was answering. So, it's like it's not like it's magic, and we're Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah, but no, I exactly what people, people aren't awake, and they're like, "How the fuck do you know this stuff?" I mean, Dwayne so, did it to me, and he's awake. He's like, "How in the fuck did you know this stuff?" I'm like, I predicted it because of what you just said, Scarlett. But I yeah, want to like, but, and then once you get in that zone where you and I are. Yep. It just it all falls together. Every piece of information builds upon the last, See, but and it all I'm makes not... this bigger picture scenario. Right. See, but I'm not like that. You are on that level. That's no, but I'm you on are... a deeper. I'm on a more of a spirit. Lately, it's been more of a spiritual level, Tim. When I put on your videos, and when I go and grab a video, yep, from you, or I grab one from Scarlet, or I grab one from the night talk when whenever i'm going to grab a video i stop i pray and go like god whatever what i whatever is supposed to come out my mouth whatever i'm supposed to know right here right now in this moment in this time moving forward let it be if not i get it i understand it it's not the time but also you got to take a look back because i don't remember if scarlet yeah, knows this i started doing that years ago and that's what just started to allow the flow of information like how, how do you said how do you find this shit it just comes to me i can i just happen to scroll by it at the right time click on it find it somebody sends it to me whatever it may be just happens to happen and the pieces fall in place right but like, sometimes, Scarlett, this is like... I will give a really good example. Last night, I, I got home from the drive-in movie, um, of which that was really good. I saw Jurassic Park Dominion. That was good, y'all. Um, shut yeah. up. Don't say a fucking thing. Don't say a fucking thing. Just shut good. up. I didn't say nothing about the movie, but I, I was just going to say, though, I stayed up late when I got home and watched Paul Begley uh, because I had missed Mike from Around the World on Thursday, right? And I listened to Mike from around the world on Thursday and this morning at church, it was directly the same message. Literally. Oh. Our pastor. Do you know what, Scarlett? Hold on. Let me talk. Our pastor even talked about Putin um, trying to take over like, um, like Peter the Great. And literally all of the things that Paul Begley was just talking about for Mike, around, Mike from around the world. And that's how I found about, about this coalition. But he brought up this other coalition group that's working together. And so now I saw between the lines of what is going to happen, why I made that prediction earlier when I told you guys about the geopolitical situation that I feel uncomfortable with. So mm -hmm. that is just proof right. that it will that the, the right message will come to you at the right time, at the right time you need to know it, because that's going to layer the information you need to know. If I went to stay up late to watch Paul Begley, I would not have been as aware of what he was talking about. And I would not have been on the same page to fill in the pieces of myself. Also, shout out to my church today for talking about the New World Order and how we got to stay away from that shit. Whoa. Do you know what? Here's, here's the greatest thing, though, too. And Scarlett, on top of that. Yep. And, 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 on, and on top of that, messages come at the right time in the right place, which is why I stopped preaching a long time ago. Because it seemed to me like they were forced, right? Yep. See, and I don't yeah. feel like preaching is always forced. I feel like you so, got to let it. And if you feel like it's forced, you got to just let it come through. 
which is which is because you have to remember the ministry does not have to be pure pure preaching it can be people ministry right just talking having conversations uh evangelizing like you did showing the trying to get people on the right track so like here's the next part i'm gonna go with this to tim's next answer is what i tell people tim who are not awake five years ago me and scarlet were up for six and a half hours reading through the book of revelations for six and a half hours, you want to know what's happening. You want to get a deeper spiritual connection of what is going on what is about to happen. Read this. Then, after you read this, I tell them, go listen to Alex Jones, Mike Around the World. If you see Clarity After Dark and the Freedom Revolution Network, go sit down and watch that. If you see me and Tim Persons live. Today we were in Ephesians uh, talking about Gog and Magog, and he was breaking out. It was very, it was like a dope sermon today for, for, you know, people like us, because he literally was breaking down how Gog and Magog of the Bible in Ezekiel is, I believe that was what what we were in. Maybe that's not what we're in. Don't, don't quote me. Okay, but hold on. Is how and he broke it down from the countries like who's Russia, who's this, who's that, and then use current geopolitical events to prove his point from the Bible. I was here for it. And then I, I, I want to yeah. go here to this next answer. I want to go here. I'll, I'm going biblical again for a minute, Tim. So just bear with me. And so here's but- how I also kind of get the answers that I do because there's a time for everything, right? There are, there are absolutely There's a time to born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to pair, tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw it away, a time to tear it down and a time to mend it up, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Now it goes on to say, what does the worker gain from his toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on his men. He has made everything beautiful in his time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men. You cannot fathom what God has done from the beginning to end. So when when people like us are on such of this type of level, sometimes it is hard for other people to understand what we are saying because of the fact of the matter that we study, we look at things like I've been really paying attention to the whole Russia, North Korea situation to where North Korea just sent missiles, fired missiles over at South Korea. Not that long ago. I think it was like a couple days ago. Right. And in retaliation, China and North Korea also fired back and told the U S and South Korea, if you guys keep dicking around and fucking around, you're going to fuck around and find out. And it's not what it's not what, you want it to be and we just sold taiwan those missiles so china double is like look we are we are president of the fuck around find out committee if you would like to fuck around and find out come on with it come on with it that's that's what china is saying and so i just really feel like who is at the political helm now interestingly enough and i brought this up i believe to you tim last week that guess who spoke last week for the first time in i don't know a bajillion years uh, Obama was at this Copenhagen democracy oh, summit. Oh, sure. Oh, fuck. No. Oh, no. His ass again? Who, who is actually running the country? Because there is no way that, that Joe Biden is, is able to play this level of chess with Iran, with China, with Russia, with North Korea. There's no way. Absolutely no way. I can't even play marbles. 
No. I, I, I have a I prediction think, on who it I is. Who, who, have we, who have we seen more since Joe Biden has been in office? We have seen more of the vice president than we've ever seen in any political candidate in the past 12 years. We don't even see her. Where does she get to talk? We don't even see her. She don't even talk. The heck, yeah. we don't see her nowhere. And when well, she does, no, she sounds just as crazy as he does. Okay, first of all, let's go there. Okay, I, I'm just I'm throwing out Ooh, a prediction for a minute. I'm just running the country, though, Dwayne. That is my point. It is not her. But who is it? Because somebody is running this and making these geopolitical moves, and we don't know who it is. And that is the most dangerous part of all, because we do not know who's actually running this. This is just a shell for like the, you know, like the umbrella company or something. You know, this is just a shell. This okay. is not what it my, is. Can it be Obama? Can it be one yeah, of I'm um, thinking that's what it could be behind the behind the scenes, right? Because let's think about it. This is what he wanted. This is right. what he wanted. He wanted to gain control because, okay, check it out. Also this week, um, Israel has come out and said, hey, Europe, um, remember when we stole everybody's land from here to Africa and got a pipeline that we could maybe open one day? Now that Russia has cut off your supply, we can open up that pipeline, friends, and pump in all the natural gas. So that is the new shit that's happening now. So let's think about that. So, so we, got, we got Israel playing fuck around to find out as well. Correct. And, and everybody already is not friends with Israel who is over in that area, okay? They already are like, look, Israel, we tired of you. So, with that being said, regardless of how you feel about it, politically, spiritually, whatever it may be, because I just personally have a hard time with equating modern-day Israel to biblical Israel. I do not believe they are one and the same. I do believe there is some corruption there that occurred. So I don't know if modern day Israel is the purity of Israel of which God of the Bible speaks. I do not know that. Okay, but what do I do know, know is, and I'm gonna go find and I'm gonna go what find I do this video know that started. Is that if you follow the prophecy, these things are supposed to happen and then the rest of the things happen. We're the only generation where Israel actually was recreated. Which is why if Scarlett, if you can send Tim that video that you just sent me, maybe not two days ago, about two days ago, two, three days ago, I think it was Wednesday night or Thursday morning you sent that video to me, like three o'clock in the morning. What video? You know which one I'm talking about? Oh, what video is I sent you? Yeah, I uh, I'm going to look at because yeah, I think it was an end time video. Quite a bit. I sent a lot of crap. I'm going to go look because it's the last conversation that me and you had. Where though? Oh yeah, that parable video. How close are we to the end of days? That was interesting because look, that had only come out five days before I sent it to you, and I thought that was exactly. Crazy. And then I'm gonna also my my girlfriend is listening. She yeah, sent she me another sheet. Yeah, and that's one thing that my church has been talking about a lot is like the tribulation period. Now, uh, whether you believe in the rapture or not, um, tribulation I have is one not. More point, Huh? My girlfriend also sent me a video, okay? And because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on one for a second because she's also listening, which shows how much close I pay attention. Close to pay attention. So there's this video that talks about. Ooh, I'm echoing. Ooh, I'm echoing. Okay. Yep. Hold on. 
Is that any better? That is yeah. better. Yep. Okay, I just had to mute myself and shut myself back up. So there's this video that talks about are we actually is there are we actually living in hell or is there an actual hell? Now check this out because it also says in the Bible that Satan isn't just this thing that we talk about with pointy horns and a tail and a pitchfork, right? So, so Scarlett, you're, you're going to see where I'm going with all this here in a minute when I tie it into your video. Okay, right. Satan's actually a man. Satan's actually a man. He's been a man from the beginning, from the beginning of time. And before the beginning of time, we have lost concept that this motherfucker actually walks around the damn earth causing hell, personal torment, personal hell here on earth. Now, if you don't believe in the rapture, if, if, if you believe in the end of the times, you don't believe in the end of the times, you don't believe in the rapture, you believe in the rapture, that's all fine and fucking game. I just have a real but, hard time with the rapture personally. Um, if it happens and I get raptured, great. Um, but okay, what if it's you, the rest of the folks that's still here, you supposed to feel like you didn't fulfill your shit to God. If you don't get raptured, I just feel like rapture, if it happens great for the people who get raptured, the rapture but is only for the 122,000. That's so, what I'm saying. So that ain't, we have 9 billion the, people on us. So most of us motherfuckers going to be here. Like, let's be real. Do you know what? And I, I, I'm going here. I'm sorry. I guess I'm going here. I was not expecting this, but I'm going here because I'm actually sitting on the page. One second. So, so there's 144,000 seals. After this, I saw four angels standing in the four corners of the earth, going back by the four winds of the earth to prevent anyone from going on the land or land or on the sea or on the tree. Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. Do not harm the land or sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of God. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000. From the tribe of Rebuke, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From, from the tribe of... Can't pronounce this one. Twelve thousand from the tribe of Manasseh. Twelve thousand from the tribe of Simon. Twelve thousand from the tribe of Levi. Twelve thousand from the tribe of Isaac. Twelve thousand from the tribe of Zebulun. Twelve thousand from the tribe of Joseph. Twelve thousand from the tribe of Benjamin. Twelve thousand. Yeah. So see, that's what I mean, I'm saying. Like. I, I don't know if I can get with that. So that's my whole thing. So it's like, I feel like we should just try to be like, no matter what you believe in, right? Like just be proactive humans during this time because you cannot bank on you will be raptured because I feel like you will be a sad, sad person if you just bank on I'm going to be raptured. Right. Yeah. Like Legitimately, like regardless of what you believe, if you're a Christian, non-Christian, atheist, whatever, like regardless i think that if no matter what if the shit hits the fan if your idea is like i'm gonna go bad right away um yeah you probably ain't gonna survive like legitimately regardless either way because i think the only way to survive this is going to be to be working together with people strong communities mm -hmm. you know trying to keep everybody lifted up in spirit and in mind because well, without what chaos happens when there isn't food, when there isn't supplies, when they, I mean, we've seen it already here in America. 
which goes back to the video, Scarlett, that I'm going to send you that my girlfriend sent me is this, is the fact that we have to take a deeper look at things. Are we, are we living in a perfect life? Are we living in an absolute hell? Are we actually living in hell? Not the hell that the Bible talks about. Okay. But an earthly hell is earth. This thing, actual hell. Tim, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that, but it could be. I mean, there's so many times the Bible contradicts itself about hell. Yeah, but is it more of a concept or is it a set of, um, I don't know, like karmic? Is it like karma? You see what I mean? Like, Yes, it may contradict itself, but is, is the concept of hell more like a karmic um, attachment to you? I'll, I'll leave my girlfriend's first name out, out of this, and I'll use her middle name, which is Marie. He, here's my thing. She has said this, and I, I wish she was, I think she's listening. If you are listening, text me on Messenger just let me know you're listening. Um, it is it, this, and I'm going to close with this, and I'm done for the night because I'm starting to get tired is this, the way things are going, with the way the economy is finishing, we're seeing gold value get stripped from us. We're seeing gold itself get stripped from us. We're watching cryptocurrency crash. We're watching gas prices go up. We're watching food shortages happen. I mean, God forsake even popcorn, a popcorn shortage for God Christ is happening. So, and I'm going to leave this to you guys, Mike. I'm going to see what Tim said. I'm done trying to wake people Because at this point, there's no point because people don't want to listen. Is this. You have one or two choices. Take what we say with a grain of salt and actually do your homework. Or if you don't want to listen, there's the door. Get the fuck out. Because the only thing we're trying to do is show people what is coming, what is coming, what is happening, and how to prepare for this. If you know people who were in the Great Depression when this shit happened, talk to them like I did. Go to a college library. College libraries are actually free to walk into. Mm. Guys, come on. Go to a college, walk in there, and just say, I need everything you have in the Great Depression. That's how you used to do book reports and stuff. That's how you found out information is the library. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, Tim? Yep. Dwayne doesn't have that. He don't remember uh, that time because I was the last generation that dealt with that. Mm -hmm. I'm no, sure he tried. That's how my middle I'm school. Sure you practiced that's... in school, but you had fucking computers. And I didn't have computers when I started school, Dwayne. They didn't yep. exist yep. like that. We were playing Oregon Trail. Old-ass computers with floppy disks and shit. Like, come on now. Like, I we, didn't we use computers when I did my research. We are not the same, Dwayne. I had to go look shit up on microfiche. If there wasn't a book, you yeah, were screwed. Yeah. You yeah. couldn't Google shit like you could today or even when you were in school. There was no Google. You had to create your own bibliography. Like, there was no link. When, when there was I was no hyperlink. Like, there, none of that shit existed. So, 
Nope. Gee, but here's my thing. When we were in school, listen, hold on, stop, because you don't know. You don't know what I went through when I was in school. You don't know how I did things throughout the summer. I never used a computer during the summer. Your school was not an Amish school, first of all. Your school was not an Amish school, okay? That's period, point blank and period. I never never used a computer to do my research. Good. We may have had you do it before. But I during went to the library and grabbed a book. Okay, no, I get what you did I get what you're saying, Dwayne. But all schools had com- access to computers or used computers. Your school wasn't Amish. Like I get what you're trying to say, and I'm not saying that you don't have the skills. But what I am saying, it was a different time for how you had to piece together research. It was not like now where you could even have an idea the same way because people weren't sharing knowledge the same way that's the beauty of the internet watching it grow since it's been like a little tiny thing is now Girl, the amount- i don't feel like it's falling i, I don't feel like, feel it's, like it's falling at all no because it has not failed because here's the thing we have more information in the palm of our hands than any other person in history we literally what do you mean Dwayne? Okay, but look at half the news that comes out. It doesn't even give us all the facts. I didn't say news. I said information. I didn't say news. I didn't say news. I'm talking about, like, research materials and things we can actually know as people are, like, Googleplexes above what our ancestors had. Like, literally Googleplexes above that. We can literally find out anything we want to, like, today, right now, at the tip of our fingers. We can look up how physics works. We can look up this or that. We're... Back in the day, you had a very small track or window of opportunity to be able to learn some of these things where anybody can learn anything nowadays if you put your mind to it. Right. I think we're in a very different position, but a favorable one for us as a humanity because we have so much knowledge that we can use. But we're just going to have to decide, are we going to try to, you know, like you said, are we going to try to focus on the many or focus on the few? I think our best, if, if every one of us focuses on the few, we become the best. Yeah, which is why, you know, and there's, I'm going to leave y'all with one more saying that my church says. Leave the 99. Find the one. Do what a shepherd would do when he had one lost sheep. He would leave the 99 unprotected to find the one. He would break the legs of the one and carry it back and nurture it back to health. How are you going to say you ain't going to teach nobody else who ain't awake and then going to talk about leave the 99 for the one? Come on now, Dwayne. I'm just saying, I'm saying for people who still want to do it, I'm not doing it. I don't have... I just had to call you out. That's all. But I am out of here, guys. Tim, thank you for having me on so much, brother. I love you. Scarlett, I love you so much. And I will talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks for joining I think it's just, it's one of those things, Tim, that I think we're all at this point where I think we pretty much picked our sides. Um, But I think more people will fall into place as things get worse because this is only the beginning. We see it because we've looked into it so deep that we see this almost in a tunnel vision of happening where other people are not seeing it until the other dominoes fall. So I think as these other dominoes fall, which like COVID was a big uh, domino for people, a lot of people became awake during COVID. A lot of people were like, 
hold up. These folks, these crazy folks that we thought was crazy at the beginning said we was going to be locked down forever. And here we are. Mm, They might be right. Like, and so people started to be like, you know what? We're not going to listen to the government, you know? And the government, I think is why they've backed off so much lately as they realize we almost lost full control. Yeah, it, it just disappeared. Isn't that amazing? After they got a lot of pressure and pushback, they're like, oh, okay, okay, and COVID's but gone. But that's their, that's their MO, though. That's one thing that when I was always researching the New World Order in the beginning, and when we had a lot of conversations with Proof there on Freedom Minds Radio, um, one of their things is that's that's their MO, though. They start out, they start out and they act like, oh, we don't know what we're doing. But they really have a focus. Yeah, they have a plan. They absolutely have a plan. And that plan, they stick to. And so when you watch it, it it just falls nicely into place. Well, here's crazy. It's random, you know. Well, here's crazy shit. By people that perceived it and bowed down to the government and listened to them, and it just was released by China and this and that and everything else, and you got to lock everything down. Uh, I still go back to the same reason why they released it was like a lot of other things was to get rid of President Trump. Absolutely, because they know if they could make him look silly, then and they in, could take him out. And incompetent. And who could have handled that anyway? Well, that's just it. Right. No one could because they were trying to literally shut it down with a vaccine, which has never been done in the history of mankind. So I don't know why they thought in the history of mankind now that would somehow work. That's what bothers me. Like they wanted to put all sense aside for an idea that they knew was scientifically impossible. Why would you set everybody up for failure and get them so riled up thinking this is the end of the world and if we all do this, this will end when it was scientifically impossible to begin with? Well, because that's a DNA altering um, GMO shot to get to alter your DNA to get you into the fucking matrix of the board. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's no other excuse. And now the new monkeypox thing. You know, that thing is spreading around like wildfire everywhere. There's a lot of cases in America. They haven't been talking about it on the news because I think they know better than to try to flirt with potential another lockdown language. Not here. That's not going to work here. Other countries have already started their little lockdowns, but I don't think that's going to work here. Well, they're not, and they're not going to talk about it here because it's being transmitted mostly by uh, homosexual people, they're saying, or you know, male, female, sexual. Oh, yeah, and they've made everything so PC where you couldn't even say the word, so I no, get why they have to censor that. it here now. You can't say it. People are going to say it's, it's attacking on their lifestyle and culture. Oh, yeah. That's why they're not and saying it. Like, if it's a scientific fact, it is what it is. Like, if it was, like, young um, rave goers who were getting an STD or something, like, that that would be the demographic then. It's just right. demographics. Well, I guarantee like, if white... Chaotic people were, were passing monkeypox. You fucking hear about it. Oh, you're right, though. That's the truth. And it's like, you know, these these things should not be political weapons. That's why I think this is dangerous. No. Uh, that political weaponizing um, our our health situations is smart is is highly mistaken. Whether that be abortion, whether that be anything. Here's my thing: government should stay out of all that shit. Right. Shouldn't be making rules for or against. I can't tell you how many conservatives I've seen recently who said abortion needs to be criminalized. 
no, 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 no. We already came from that. We know what happens. Like, we get backroom doulas who like to do abortions in their kitchens and stuff for people. We don't need that again. Yeah. That is a real thing that will happen. If anybody's ever watched, like, Call the Midwife, especially it's a show about midwives in England throughout the 60s and 70s, and I believe even early, like, late 50s. And they, they touch on this through a few episodes, that while it was criminally uh, punishable, there was a lot of backroom things happening and a lot of women getting hurt because of it. A lot of women feeling right. desperate. So we just need to get the government out of that regardless. Guess what? It's not your body. And if you want freedom and autonomy, how dare you ever try to say somebody else's something should be regulated that has to do with them, their body, or personal freedom or the, the pursuit of happiness legitimately who the fuck are you and people really need to like calm down with that because you're not a patriot if you want to say oh the the answer to this is legislation how would you legislate then that's what i mean people want to legislate everything they want to say oh let's criminalize abortion let's let's take away ar-15s let's make stronger background checks that's boom what, that's what? how they always want to do that and it's like we can't just keep regulating the hell out of everybody that's not how it works regulating people does not make people better people it does not make them more moral people that's exactly what i was just going to say passing laws doesn't doesn't make people moral and ethical they're going to do what they're going to do based on whatever that is whether it's their beliefs or they're mentally insane or they're fucked up or whatever their whatever their reasons are for what they do and making it illegal is not going to fix that. No. So if we truly want personal freedom, we have to stop trying to regulate anybody's anything. We got to stop. We cannot regulate. Mm -mm. Oh, back up. For me, the, the abortion issue is um, I'm pro-choice, but I'm pro-life, and yeah. it's on you. That that's well, it's not your body. It, like you can feel yeah. that it's murder, and you can feel that it's not right. And you can feel it is the ultimate sin. But guess what? You do not get to cast judgment. Because if you claim you're a Christian, judge not lest ye be judged. Yeah, well, you know what? That's very hypocritical because we killed Jesus on the cross. So why don't you go fuck yourself? You see what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? People want to judge everything. But at the same time, like, let's, I think we should just calm that down a little bit. Yeah. And, and stop trying to legislate others when we want personal freedom because freedom would mean that we get to make whatever choices we want for our lives that we deem fit, not how we want to push our morality onto others. That's right. inappropriate. Yeah, you're so holy. We want everybody to be like us and think like us, but that is not going to happen. That is not how the world works mm -hmm. on either side. And both sides are getting a little sacrilegious with that. And that's got to stop. Well, they just, act like, oh, whoever's in power, everybody's got to fall in line with those ideals. Right. That's not how it works. Yeah, and it's just dividing us even further. I mean, think about it. Every issue that we're that we're um, experiencing as a human is being divided and weaponized politically. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything. Yeah. Whether it's personal choice, like even personal choices, they even got people to attack each other. I remember when it was like a big deal to go to someone's house during coronavirus and lockdown okay. across the country and you were yeah. selfish. And, you know, they even got people to go that far to affect each other's personal freedom. You know, right. snitch lines and things. But yet they claim they want to be free, but yet are willing to snitch and, and get on other people and, and want to talk about people, you know, when they do things 
other side or not. You know, the Democrats wanted to rip on the Republicans when they had a super spreader event, and the Republicans wanted to rip on the Democrats when they had a super spreader event. But everybody just wanted to have a good time. So why can't we go to that? Like, the, here's the deal. We all can take personal responsibility and be like, guess what? Uh, yeah, we know that there might be, like, deadly viruses going on. But um, at the same time, if we choose to expose ourselves to that, we are grown. And we have come, we can say that and give liability to ourselves. Personal liability is paramount. We can do that. That's the one thing that's been taken from us during this pandemic that I think we have tried to solidify back, but it, it's lost at the same time. And I think if people want personal freedom, we're going to have to start just leaving folks alone when they decide things. Like that, that needs to just be the mind your own business, watch your own bother focus on your own things you know yes hang out with like-minded people you don't have to hang out with people who don't think like you if you don't want to but it also turns into an echo well it right so and also to defend our freedom or, or um retain it uh we have to here's a prediction and i want to know what you think of this it's just kind of ironic that they're going after our second amendment really aggressively now so what do you think is going to happen if they get some type of gun control? What do you think is the next step after that? Oops, you dropped out. Did you hear any of that? Did, okay, repeat the last part about gun control because I did drop out. And it, like, I said in order for us to defend and retain our freedom, we have the Second Amendment. Right. Okay. And it, don't, don't you think it's kind of ironic or coincidental I mean, this thing that happened in Matthew McConaughey's hometown, and he got involved, uh, this thing's really picking up some steam where I think they're going to pass some type of legislation to infringe on our rights to bear arms. So, I think they are, too. Okay, so if they, well, they already have. So they're going to make it worse. So if they do that, then what's the next step that the government will most likely do if they infringe on our right to bear arms? What I think they'll do is they'll affect the market that exists right now. So, like, obviously you can't go and confiscate all the guns, right? Right. But what you can do is slow down or change the laws so that production or importation or that the guns on the shelves now all of a sudden disappear. That is more probable than we're going to go around and take all the guns. We're going to take all the future guns that you could have. But don't don't you think they're going to lean on us even more and, and, oh, yeah. and fuck with us even more and cross more lines and you know oh yeah absolutely red flag type laws people want mental health background right. check type laws here's the thing the Uvalde kid didn't go to counseling so who the hell would have had him flagged what mental health facility organization a, a reporting group would have had that information if the boy was not in therapy. Right. I really need to know because he would have been off of the grid, so to speak, for that. No one would have been. And Uvalde School District supposedly had a social monitoring media like spy program. How come that didn't pick it up? Uh, it's a good question. It is a good question, isn't it? So it's like, no, I don't like this whole mental health because one in four people in the United States have mental health. And I bet you if you actually sit down and like made people actually take tests or something, you can, the one thing, and I always appreciate uh, one of my psychologists I used to talk to many years ago, his name's Herbert Brendan. I don't know if he's still alive. Shout out to her. He's a good man. And 
we all, we all used to talk about like things in psychology world. And one thing we talked about biological testing and how subjective it is on both sides from the test taker to the person administering the test. Because if the person administering the test is having an off day, having their own mental health issues, your results may come out bad. If you come in with certain circumstances, this, that, X, Y, Z, if you don't mix with the test giver, you know, they could give you a bad score. Then all of a sudden you appear mentally ill due to this very subjective test. Right. So mental health testing and diagnostic with like the DSMV is very subjective. And you could go to 10 different mental health doctors and they could give you 10 different diagnoses. Yeah, so it's not a very reliable test. Mm -mm. Or... It is not, it's not a reliable method of diagnosis or of treatment because it is so subjective and can literally change from day to day, week to week. Um, you know, as your progress changes, you could get different results. So I just think that if we start going down the, oh, we need to check people's mental health before they can have a gun, how many times lately have we heard there were no signs or the signs were, you know, just like some quirky things or things you couldn't really put your finger on or like pre-crimes level shit that you really can't get someone on. You know what I mean? Like they're literally trying to start pre-crimes. Yeah. Because, oh, just even up here, like you could be unstable and we're going to come and probably take your guns and say you can't have weapons. And But see, here's the thing. One of the things I found out is when like, police officers and you know the court takes your guns you actually have to ffl transfer them over what if you decide not to they make you like ffl transfer them what if i decide i'm not signing that shit right then what then what is the police going to do you can't take my guns if i don't sign them over to you because right. uh, otherwise you can't just take a gun that way. So I found out actually the court system, like when felons lose their gun privileges and other things, you have to actually sign over FFL transfer. What if we don't sign it? Then what? I'm pretty yep. sure they have to give you your guns back. My my whole uh, thinking on the Second Amendment is is this. I think you have the right to bear arms regardless. If you're a free person, you have the right to bear arms. Okay. And how do you know somebody's lost their goddamn mind until they get any weapon and they kill all these people or kids, God forbid? Well, the damage is already done, and you can pass all these laws. If you're a convicted felon, you can't get a firearm. Oh, that's going to stop them. Or if you're absolutely batshit fucking crazy and red flag stuff, you don't think you can get a weapon? My, my thing to the hood do they realize that most of the crime that happens in the world does not come from registered firearms no exactly what i'm saying yeah and like you came from the chicago land area like oh. these folks ain't going into the gun the, the local gun store to get guns i mean maybe if they have like a straw buyer yes but other than that no they're getting these guns off the streets and this, now they're even outfitted with automatic switches. If you're not, so now they're just out here with full full autos just everywhere. Shoot folks. If so you're not, folks is worried about AR-15s and these fools got automatic switches just shooting yeah, everybody up. Yeah, exactly. If you're not carrying going on the west side or south, south side of Chicago, then you're fucked. You're the, you're, you're right. The, and even in Minneapolis now, literally by my old apartment, there was a man killed literally at the gas station we used to go to every day. Just walk my kids up there as babies, like literally, legitimately. In between my mom and I's old apartments, literally somebody was killed at the gas pump. Like nowhere is safe now. 
And like I said, everybody's got these automatic switches on these guns now. So literally, it's just automatic gunfire everywhere in the hood. Automatic gunfire all day, all night. Everybody's got these switches. Where the hell all these switches come from? You can only get those from a federal firearm dealer who is certified to actually have automatic weapons. So who the hell are you getting these from? Where did these come in from? How does everybody in the hood got one? I need to know who's building them. We got a hood builder who's building them. I need to know because how are they getting automatic switches? And folks are worried about AR-15s. That's like pebbles and and stones over here. Okay, that's like boulders and pebbles. They are not the same. Yeah, well, they're worried about little pea shooters and and folks got full autos, Gatling guns out exactly. here, just killing folks all over the hood. That's where the right to bear arms. If you read the definition of that, it's not guns. People make it dumb. It's not guns. It's right to bear arms to stay up with the technology to stop a government from fucking losing their shit and their citizens. That's Correct. what it's about. And that's what always bothers me. And people may call me a seditious trainer or whatever, but that's what always bothers me about the whole January 6th thing. Um, in the Constitution, it talks about creating a militia when you feel like you have the right of grievance against the government, right? Right, right, right. Um, and that's basically what those people did. Now, whether I agree with them or not, technically, according to the Constitution, that is their right if they have a redress of grievance. It does not say that everybody has to be on board. It's a small militia. I don't think they intended violence. In fact, there's even more stories today. I was listening to uh, InfoWars with Rick Santelli and uh, the guy that does the, the uh, Aaron Troyer or whatever. Or Schroyer, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and there's this guy in these uh, agent provocateurs allegedly from the federal government 